I'm Stephen Carroll, and I'm part of the Jackass, which is a Swansea City podcast. Pretty positive start to the season for you guys. I think you're, you're six in the league. You you seem to be playing quite decent football as well. Uh, Graham Potter was a guy we were linked with for a while, but even when we were back in the Premier League. Uh, how do you rate his start to managing in England? Um, he's done really well so far, to be fair. We're trying to go back to a decent style of play which you've alluded to because over the last two or three years especially we've moved away from that the games have been hard watches and the football has suffered as a result we've sold our better players and obviously that's led to us being in the championship now but I think we're trying to rebuild Um, it's a difficult job for whoever's uh, the manager at the moment because Basically, our better players are being sold and we're not really spending any money to replace them. We've uh, I think we made the biggest profit out of everybody in the Championship this summer and we've left ourselves with gaping holes in the squad. So to be in sixth place um, as things stand, um, we're really, really happy with that because uh, I would say that's overachieving. What What's Potter done then to get this uh, to get this squad performing? Is it his tactics? Do you think he's... Do you think he's a, a real motivator or have you just kind of maybe played the right teams at the right time? Maybe you're flattering to deceive a bit. Um, I think at, at the moment we've, uh, how, how can I put this? We, we've got a sort of a threadbare squad. I think if everybody's fit, then we're uh, quite a good side. But I think if everybody isn't, which is starting to be the case now, we're picking up a few injuries and the odd suspension, then I think we're going to find things difficult. Um, we've, we have played well in some games in one or two others. Um, we haven't, so we've we've only lost one game, which is really encouraging, um, I would say. Uh, but I think Potter's trying to, as I say, go back to you know a good style of play. He's try, I think he's brought in young, hungry players, the ones he has been able to use, and then we've got a few good youngsters as well that have um, stepped up and um, have done a great job so far. So I think that's really what it is. But like I say, because it's such a threadbare squad, I don't think you're going to see Swansea in the promotion uh, shake-up when uh, you know, it gets to the business end of the season anyway. Hmm. Looking at your, your games you've played so far, the, the games you've won have been by one goal, the games you've lost have been by one goal. So it's, it's very fine margins and I think we've discovered ourselves that just one goal either way can really shape the way you think how your team's doing. And it seems like you guys are... Managing to keep it relatively tight at the back is that is that the case? Do you do you get the impression that yeah, you kind of built on a solid backline? Yeah, to be fair, defensively we have done quite well so far. Um, we weren't too sure what the goalkeeping situation was going to be because Fabianski left in the summer. He was the best player last season. Um, and then we had Christopher Nordveld at the start. He picked up a knock in the Preston game. So now Irwin Mulder's come in. And to be fair, I think Mulder is actually the better goalkeeper. So he's done quite well. Um, and then defensively, Mike van der Horn is the, the main one centre-half-wise. But Joe Roden has come in. It was his first start for the club against Preston, 20-year-old local lad. And he's done really well for us so far. Um, and then we've got Connor Roberts at right back as well. And there's another young player. So... It is quite encouraging, really. Like I say, we're not conceding too many goals. Probably been a little bit lucky in maybe one or two of the games. And we played Birmingham and drew nil-nil, which was a poor performance, if we're honest. I think Birmingham had their chances and didn't really take them, so we're maybe a little bit lucky there. But in general, we we have been quite difficult to score against, so that is um, fairly encouraging. And going forward, we're, we're better than we have been as well, because last season we only scored... Um, 28 goals in 38 games which as you can imagine is a uh, pretty grim mm. 
according to, admittedly, this is Wikipedia. According to Wikipedia, your Wilfred Bonny's still in your squad. Is he? Is he still at the club? Yeah, he's still here. He's um, he did his cruciate ligament in uh, February, so we haven't seen him since. Um, I think the club would desperate to shift him, to be honest, because of the wages that he's on. But um, mm. not too sure how close he is to full fitness. I think the club tried to say that he was reasonably close to try and tempt a few clubs into bidding for him but I don't think he actually is that close to fitness I'd be amazed there's anywhere near the bench on Tuesday night I think he's still a good few weeks away to be honest um, he wasn't great for us last season when he did play um, I think we made a mistake re-signing him he's, in the summer he's out of contract um, he'll, I'd be amazed if he was here um, was given a new deal after that so I think he'll be he may play up until about the January window, and then we'll again we'll try and shift him. And if we can't, then, like I say, then in the following summer he'll, uh, he'll be on his bike. I thought. Mm. I was just uh, looking at, at your squad, and it seems to be a, a, a mixture of you know those younger players um, Potter's given a chance to, and kind of Premier League hangers on, of which we've got a few ourselves. But I'm looking at your squad, like likes of Martin Olsen, Leroy Fair. Uh, Wayne Routledge, players like that who you know, have Premier League experience, but I, I don't know where you where you see them fitting in longer term. Sort of uh, in terms of your team, then who who are your main players at the moment? Who are the guys who are going to cause us problems? I think the main issue is probably going to be Ollie McBurney from our point of view. Our striker, he was on loan at Barnsley last year in the second half of the season, scored eight goals for them. Obviously, they went down, but eight goals in a poor side is pretty good. He's on four goals for us so far so I think he's going to be a bit of an issue if he's got service um, another player we signed in the summer was um, Bursan Salina a youngster from Man City he's on loan at Ipswich last year he's, um, he plays in the number 10 position he's been quite good so far the only thing is he did go off injured yesterday so whether he's going to play or not on Tuesday I, I don't know uh, in terms of the Premier League hangers on it's a bit of a hit and miss for them I think Leroy Fur is quite a big player for us because in midfield, we are quite lightweight, and I think he brings a bit more of a physical presence. So I'd say that we need him. Martin Olsen, we probably need as well. He didn't play yesterday because he's had a knock. He's more likely to be all right for Tuesday. But Declan John, who we signed in the summer, played then. He wasn't very convincing in our draw with Forrest. So I think Olsen's one we need. Then it's more the likes of Kyle Norton that we're not fussed on. And then uh, Routledge, I think, should never have been given a new contract uh, 18 months ago. Um, hasn't featured at all yet he was on the bench yesterday that was the first time all season really and like I say he's had no minutes but there's a a few we're trying to shift and then like I say before there's quite a few youngsters that we're trying to push I think because basically the owners do not want to spend any money whatsoever so um, that's the situation they're in they're just trying to cash in on everybody and hoping that the youngsters can take places but we have pretty gaping holes at the moment we've only really got one fit central midfielder for uh, this week's games which is uh, obviously a concern and I mean McBurney who I've been talking up we don't have another striker the only other one is Boney and obviously he's out injured so there's no real cover um, in certain positions which is going to give us problems later in the season for sure mm. uh, Your situation off the pitch here you mentioned there's there's no real money available to to buy players I mean what has happened off the pitch with Swansea because for a while I think Swansea were talked about as being such a, a well run club What what's happened there? Um, well a couple of years ago we changed majority owners we're now owned by an American consortium fronted up by Jason Levian and Steve Kaplan um, it's been a pretty bad couple of years since then they've 
transfer business has been awfully facto direct ball. That's Hugh Jenkins, who obviously is he is still the chairman. Um and that's what the issue we've had. We've gone back in for a lot of former players like Boney, who have done nothing since they left. Obviously you could probably tell us more about Boney, but he mm. didn't really do a lot for you when he scored a couple no. of goals and then wasn't really featuring either, was he? So, you know, the alarm bell should have been ringing. You should not have been spending twelve million on him. So that's an example of where we've gone wrong. And then I think when we went down, a lot of fans were in some ways a bit like looking forward to us possibly changing because I think if we had stayed up, we'd have been in the same position again. We'd have been down the bottom uh, and eventually we'll go down. So it was just prolonging the inevitable, really. And I think a lot of the players were not really up to it. We're probably the type who were just looking for another move now to that we'd gone down, even though they were mainly responsible for the drop. And I think, like I say, you know, the more younger players that have come in have done well. and They're more relatable to the fans, but mm. there's just not enough of them. I mean, you can't keep... On deadline day, for example, we sold two centre-halves. We left ourselves with one senior one and then one who had a couple of loan spells elsewhere and Anne played a senior game for us. I mean, you can't do that. And one of the centre-halves was sold for £900,000. Now, I would argue that it's much more valuable to keep him when you'd only get 900 grand from him in this market uh, rather than just then leaving yourself open to only having two at the club. And then if you get any injury, obviously you've had it. So what they did on deadline day was appalling. They only signed one player alone then and it's it's just gone wrong. Um, we don't trust the owners at all. They, they gave an interview about 10 days ago and a lot of their justification was, wasn't was uh, good enough in my opinion. They've said there'll be more pain to come I think the same was something like there'll be more tough medicine on the way and you just think well you can't really sell anymore the only area really where you can sell is out wide because we do have about five or six wingers but other than that we need players like Ryan Woods is an example Graham Potter really wanted to sign him and um, the board said no we're not paying it basically Um, and I think they expected the price to go down on deadline day which obviously isn't how it works at most clubs because the closer it gets to deadline day the price would go up because you haven't got time to bring any players in whereas we did the opposite with um, Federico Fernandez is a good example I think we wanted 10 million for him and we ended up selling for 6 million on deadline day and you're just scratching your head thinking like what are we doing it's just mad and then what happens next summer for example with you know the Jordan Ayew and Andre who are still on the Swansea books they're out on loan at the moment Clubs may well look at that and what happened on deadline day and just think, well, um, why would we buy them earlier in the transfer window when you can wait till deadline day because Swansea like to drop the price? So, business-wise, it's been an absolute shambles to be honest. With you. And like that's why we're so pleased to be where we are in the league because, in terms of uh, running the club, we think it's, um, it's it's a shambles really off the pitch. Yeah, and clearly, Potter's managing to do something quite unexpected there. Uh, what, what were you expecting at the start of the season? I mean, given all the off-the-field stuff, it sounds like it, it could have been, you know, you don't want to use the word Sunderland, but certainly scrapping around there. So has, has your start to the season, start to the season changed where you uh, think Swansea could end up? Um, not massively, I don't think. I, I must be honest, I thought we'd start slow because a new team, you think, take a little bit of time to gel and often there can be a hangover if you've been relegated as well. And so I, th- I thought we'd we'd probably be in the bottom half um, at this stage was my uh, inkling. And then I thought we'd probably grow stronger as the season goes on. But then again, I did think that we would not completely sell, you know, three or four players on deadline day and not replace them. So I thought now my thinking more is I'm glad we've got these points on the board because when injuries, suspensions, losses of form hit us, there really isn't an answer that we've got. 
So I think we're going to find it harder as the season goes on now, really. But I think really the expectation was just to be in mid-table and to try and rebuild, hopefully not towards the bottom, um, which I don't think will be in a relegation battle. I mean, 12 points already. It's going to take us a good few games now to drop that low. So I think we'll probably be in the middle, which, to be fair, with all the stuff that has gone on off the pitch, that would have to represent a, a pretty good season. Mm. Uh Sam Klukas is uh, still injured for Stoke, but uh, hopefully he'll be uh, back fit soon. What kind of player have we got there? What's What are his strengths? Of course, a good question, Sam Klukas. Um, we didn't see the best of him, to be honest. Um, probably felt quite a lot of pressure because he was the record sign, and it was a 16 million, something like that, which was absolutely ridiculous. I think everybody thought it at the time, what are we doing? Um, it's, it's not his fault, obviously. I mean, he doesn't decide the fee, does he? But probably didn't do him any favours, and then the crowd are almost looking to him a bit to say, right, we paid all this money for you. We need you to show um, a lot here. And he never really did, to be honest. So I don't think he's a bad player. Um, one of the best games he had was against Arsenal at home, where he scored two goals in a 3-1 win. He was he seemed to almost be playing then as not so much a number 10, but he would be the main midfielder of the three breaking forward. And in all fairness, he did really well. So I think that's probably where you'd best use him. But... Um, I was a little bit surprised that you signed him, to be honest, with you. Um, because obviously you've got Joe Allen in there, and there was a couple of other midfielders there. So it was, yeah, it was a bit of a surprise that you decided to go for him. But I, th- I think there is a decent player in there. I think now, obviously, he's, he's moved to you for significantly less money, but um, that'll probably um, help him out a lot, and there won't be so much pressure on him now to deliver as such, and obviously dropping down in the division should help him as well. Yeah, it's a really interesting situation with our central midfield they're either ex-Swansea or almost played for Swansea if, if the midfield threes Woods, Allen and Klukas. Yeah, mean, that's true. It's, um, it's a funny one with our midfield because uh, we saw Ryan Woods have his first start yesterday and we thought, wow, this guy's really good. But so far this season, uh, Joe Allen has been a major, major disappointment. We can't, quirk out, we can't quite work out what he's meant to be doing. I think most... Stoke fans would say whilst he has played very well for us he's not certainly this season he's not uh, on it at all and we we look at the player he was at Swansea and, and wonder how we can how we can kind of get that back and what was his kind of role in the midfield at Swansea because we seem to be moving him around position to position but not quite finding the right one for him um, That's a good question it'd probably be when he was at Swansea, we mainly played uh, 4-3-3. He wouldn't have been then the most defensive one of the three because that was usually Leon Britton, but he'd probably be the more in-between. Um, so he wouldn't be the one that would necessarily be breaking into the box, but then he would be more the all-round midfielder. So he's usually been good in possession. Um, like I said, he can go forward. He can. He, like It's more the all-round game. I suppose you have to just decide where exactly you want to play him and tell him what you want him to do because I think he's got most things in his locker um, quite surprised he's been poor for you because I was surprised that he did decide to stay in some ways because he seemed to have been one of your better players last season and I think he's certainly a Premier League player when he's playing well um, but it is a little bit strange with the Joe Allen um, a few people thought he didn't play too well for Wales either um, in the couple of games that we've just had, whereas I thought he had done all right. But obviously, I mean, it's a game of opinions, isn't it? Um, so I am quite surprised that Joe Allen hasn't done well. Maybe he's finding it difficult to adapt to life um, 
in the, um, a lower division where maybe you don't get as much time on the ball. And obviously, as a side, you haven't really um, made the kind of start that we were probably hoping for either. So he, he may well improve now as um, the season goes on. But um, I've got no doubt that Joe Allen is, you know, a good player. We've we've seen it numerous times. I thought at Euro 2016, for example, just before you signed him, that he was outstanding. He was arguably, well, he's definitely one of Wales's best players, if not the best. Um, so I think you, you probably need to find. Um, or the manager needs to define what he wants him to do because he's certainly a, a top player in there. But if he's not doing the business, then it obviously suggests that they've got to change something. Mm. Uh, looking ahead to Tuesday night, then uh, what do you expect from the game? Uh, could, do you do you look at this game, look at our starts this season, think you can come here and, and nick a point or even three? Um, I'm not too confident, if I'm honest, but. Um, in the games where I haven't been confident this season, we've actually done all right. Like we won at Millwall, I thought would be really tough a couple of weeks ago away from home with their home record, and we had a man sent off after five minutes. So you're, then you think you're doomed. We came back and had a last-minute winner. So you can't really tell in this division. I think it's uh, it's far more open than the Premier League in terms of you know what results uh, you might see. But I think in general, Stoke have got to be the favourites. Like I said, Swansea had a couple of knocks yesterday. Selina going off injured. Jay Fulton went off as well. So we've only really got Matt Grimes fit in centre midfield now because Tom Carroll's got a knock. So well, Leroy Fur as well, they've said, won't play. So when you put in it like that and then Selina could have dropped into that midfield rather than being a number 10, I'm looking around thinking, what are we going to do? Kyle Norton played there briefly yesterday. It's nothing more than a stop gap. Just, the likes of Joe Allen should make mincemeat of him in that position, I would have thought. Um, and then there's a couple out wide. We haven't been great recently. It's... It's going to be difficult for us. I think the, if I was offered a point, I'd be really pleased with that. I think that would be um, a great result for Swansea, to be honest. Well, uh, given that then, uh, can we have a prediction from you? Oh, prediction. Um, my predictions. I actually, for the first time this season, got it right at the Forest game. I did say nil-nil. But this time, I'm going to say 1-0 to Stoke. I think it'll be a fairly tight game. But I think mm. you might get a, a late-ish winner and uh, take the points. 